Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, and as always, it is brought to you by the Perry Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today, but hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers, with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. We are 42 days away from the NFL, 43 days away from high school football in 65 days away from college football we're getting there we're getting there so quick and i can't wait and I'm, we're going to talk about a little bit of high school football today and tomorrow and we're gonna we're we're so close we're gonna be in the 30s next week and and when you get into the 30s on a countdown like this when you're counting down days i mean it's almost like tomorrow i mean once you get into the 30s it's like that month you will be playing football you we will be playing NFL football. I mean, next month, the month of July, is the last month that we won't have NFL football in or in, in football in general until like March of 2024. So uh, it, it's exciting times. I know everybody loves summer, but football season is right around the corner. And uh, I mean, it's the greatest sport of all time. The greatest sport of all it's time. Here. Uh, Billy, well, today, today go there, but it is thousand percent is the greatest sport of all time. Nothing even comes close to. It. Again, I wouldn't go there, but we'll, whoa, what's the greatest sport I'm of all excited. time? I'm excited. What would you argue is the greatest sport of all time? We're not having this argument first thing in the morning. Oh, you said you said you wouldn't go there. I'm just asking you why it's not the greatest sport of all time. Why do you hate point. football? Um, it's not that I hate football. It sounds it sounds like you hate football. What else is it today? Uh, it's National I Hate Football Day. Um, and apparently in the in the Lindahl <laughs> household, that's what it is. Uh, today is National Onion Ring Day. Billy, do you like onion rings? Onion rings. Onion rings. Uh, no, I'm not a big fan of onion rings. Really? Really? I'm not. I don't like onions. So that just the taste is just not great. It does help that it's masked with the fried stuff, but no, I'm not a big fan. Wow, that surprises me. I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect that one. Um, uh, Pop's Doghouse might have the greatest onion rings I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, they were they were they were phenomenal man it was you know sometimes when you get an onion ring they're like not cooked long enough they're not crispy enough and the structural integrity of the crispiness around the onion uh, isn't good and and you you bite it and the onion either slips out or just kind of all falls apart it's kind of soggy or you know sometimes the onion ring just disintegrates after you take the first bite I'm telling you the, the onion rings at pops doghouse they don't do that. You take one bite, and the rest of the onion ring stays as crispy as it was before it was wholly intact. I was quite shocked by that. But, yeah, uh, Pop's Doghouse, probably the greatest onion rings I've ever had in my entire life. Saying something. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. I've eaten a lot of onion rings in my life. Way better than the Varsity. Way better than the Varsity. Of course, what isn't better than the Varsity? That place sucks and is overrated. Um, but that's, uh, that's just my opinion. Not a huge, not a huge fan of the varsity, but yeah, today National Onion Ring Day, Billy. Uh, last we, night, yep. 
Did we do our Parian lawyer read? Yeah. Okay. My, my mind is blank, man. Do you need another cup of coffee, pal? Probably. We've got a couple more segments till that comes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Braves and Phillies got rained out last night. They'll make up that game on September 11th on a Monday for a doubleheader up in Philly. Uh, so no game last night for the Atlanta Braves. NBA draft is tonight, Billy. There's a lot of rumors going around about what the Hawks are going to do at number 15. Um, I've seen Pascal Siakam in trade rumors with the Hawks. I've seen DeAndre Ayton in trade rumors with the Hawks. And I've also seen Zion Williamson in trade rumors with the Hawks because he is not happy down in New Orleans. Do you have do you have any uh, any excitement level, any interest around any of those three players that I just mentioned? Sure. I think all three of them would add value to the Hawks. Um, Zion especially, but um, I would want a healthy Zion, honestly. But, you know, that's, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Pascal Siakam is has always been a good name i'm not sure if he's still that good name that may have been maybe three years ago um deandre Ayton um is is a very very talented basketball player i just don't know what we would be giving up for this so that's that's my only hold up you know what i mean right so the pascal siakam trades that i have been seeing float around uh, some of them involve DeJounte Murray for getting Pascal Siakam, which I, I just don't, I don't know where he's going to fit. You know, like Pascal's a four. He's, is he going to start over John Collins? Yeah. But then, then we kind of got a backup in John Collins. We're paying $75 million or however much we're paying yeah, JC. So money. yeah, I, if, if we get, if we pick up Pascal Siakam, I think we move. I think we move JC. I, I really think we are probably going to move Clint Capella this offseason um, just to get his cap hit off the books. Uh, the DeAndre Ayton deal is interesting. I, I'd love to have DeAndre on the team, but it, it's going to involve moving probably DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella or, or, or DeJounte Murray um, to get their numbers off the books because if we, if we brought in DeAndre Ayton, I mean, Ayton doesn't play the four. He's a five, and then that would put – three fives on this team that could arguably start and, and two of them we'd be paying an exorbitant amount of money for so I, I like the Aiton possibility I, I really don't know if, if DeAndre Aiton is that big of an upgrade over Clint Capella honestly to be honest with you like I, I know he's probably a, a little bit better of, of an offensive weapon for the Hawks but when you talk about overall right. win shared I, I really don't know how much better DeAndre Ayton fits in this team than Clint Capella does right now. Yeah, that's that's going to be your biggest thing. That's why I said, yeah, I think they all add value. But the problem is, is what are we giving up for them? What is What, what are we replacing it with? Um, if we're replacing DeAndre Ayton with CC, well, okay. But, yeah, you're probably going to get a little bit better offensive value. Defensively, I think CC's better. So it's, it's just hard. Um. So I, I don't know. Uh, I think Zion is is a, an absolute monster that would would add incredible value, but that's when he's healthy, and he hasn't been healthy very long um, in the NBA. So I, I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I think I think Zion. I, I like Pascal Siakam. I think that's a good name. Um, depending on what we give up for him, I'd like to see him at the four. Uh, DeAndre Ayton. I, I really. 
I don't I don't think that makes our team better, to be honest with you. And that's kind of one of the things that I'm interested in to see what the Hawks do going into this draft is is the is the Hawks only mindset is it to get better. And I know that sounds stupid because obviously we all want to win and it's a business and obviously they want to get better. But the the Atlanta Hawks are very, very close to going over like the the double tax line or, or whatever it is in the NBA and having to pay an even an even crazier amount of money for a roster that, in my opinion, is probably just above mediocre when we're all healthy. Um, so are the Hawks going to go into the draft looking to just dump salary and get under that that, sal- that, that luxury tax? If that happens, it'll be interesting to see how that goes over with Trey and some of the other veterans on the roster. Um, De- DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella have been the two most common trade pieces that I've seen moving for the Hawks. I'd love to see JC moved, but I just don't know if there's a market right now for John Collins out there in the NBA, man. I just, I I don't see any rumors of people trying to get him. The only thing that I saw so far about the, about trading JC um, was uh, Phoenix and Atlanta had a deal in place to acquire JC, uh, JC going um, over to Phoenix. And that would have sent Chris Paul to a third team. So uh, other than that, I, I haven't seen any trade rumors about John Collins departing Atlanta and going somewhere else. Yeah, I, we're getting into stupid season in the NBA. And it's, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the trade about Chris, Christoph Porzingis and how the first one fell through. And now this there's a new one. And like I woke up to a new one this morning. So it's just... We're, we're getting into the stupid season, and I don't know how things are going to shake out tonight in the NBA draft. We're at 15, and there's not insane value at 15. No, there's like, not. I would much rather be top 10, and because right now you're probably going to get like a mid-level player that isn't really going to do much for you this year. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, this is this is all kind of weird for me tonight. So I think probably the value is going to go after a trade or add to your roster that way. But I don't want to lose some of our core. But at the same time, I know we have to trade what we have to trade to get to that. But I don't know, man. Like, it's, again, stupid season. And you talk you talk about getting up into that top ten, and I, I believe the I believe it's the Mavericks at ten. I have seen a bunch of rumors that the Mavericks are willing to deal that ten draft pick to the Hawks, and it's it's around the fifteenth pick, Clint Capella, and I think Sadiq Bay. The Mavericks are trying to get a little bit more depth around um, around Kyrie and Luka Doncic, uh, and, and all that jazz out there. In, in Dallas. So I have seen rumors that the Hawks have been in talks about moving up to 10. I don't know how serious they are, um, but moving up to 10 would would entail the 15 this year at least. Uh, Clint Capella, maybe one more player, maybe a couple more draft picks. I just, I I don't, I don't know if I want us to move up to 10. I'm not sure. I definitely want us to move out of 15. There's no value in 15, and drafting a kid at the 15th slot right now is useless to a team that, in my opinion, is in win-now mode. And if not in win now mode, they're in win in the next two to four years mode. Uh, and, and a yeah. guy that you draft at 15 is, is not going to be ready to impact your roster 
in my opinion, in the next two to three years. That's a that's a G League type player or an overseas type player that you stash might turn into something five or six years down the road, uh, be a bench player or something like that. But I, I'd like to see us move off of 15. I'd love to see us get out from under the JC contract or the DeAndre Hunter contract. Um, if we move Clint Capella, that's fine. I'm a huge Clint Capella fan. If he's on the roster after tonight, I'll be happy. So I, I just don't want us. I don't want us to stay stagnant tonight, and I don't want the Hawks to make moves just to get under that luxury tax. And and I fear that is where the Hawks' mindset is going into tonight's draft. Is we have to get under the luxury tax line. That I think that's the one thing in their mind that after tonight, after the draft is over, the Hawks want to be under that luxury tax line, no matter what moves it takes to get under that luxury tax line i think that is their main objective tonight is to move under that that line i mean i get it but at the same time i don't it sucks it's i mean that that's you, deep. You put it, we put us in there in that position in the first place so why are you gonna now just do it when we're adding college players or overseas players there's no reason for us to continue this but and that's the only reason we got rid of Kevin Herter last year. That is the sole reason we got rid of Kevin Herter last year was to yeah, get under. That was a mistake. Yeah, huge mistake. It was, it was to get under the luxury tax line. So, uh, you know, once again, I want the Hawks to go in the night and looking to get better, not looking to get cheaper. Um, last night, Atlanta United draws at home versus NYCFC 2-2 in a, uh, in, in a game that had me trying to catch my breath and almost having a heart attack in the dying minutes of it. Uh, Tyler Wolf scored in the 11th minute, and Nicholas Firmino scored in the 95th minute in his debut on a lovely header and a cross that was sent over by Brooks Lennon, who had just an insane game last night. Brooks Lennon was my man of the match. It was one of the best games I've seen from Brooks Lennon in a while. I mean, he was an absolute man on fire last night. It was nice to see it looks like Gutman and Wiley are starting to get their chemistry back a little bit over on the uh, over on the wing. That was that was lovely to see uh, through balls from Gutman to Wiley and vice versa. That's huge, um, yeah. and and the way that, as you mentioned, like the the header was just absolutely insane. But the ball for that header was it was a good it was a good match. I mean, it's frustrating that we end up with a draw, but I mean, you talked about it. Most of our players were out with a with international stuff, so it is what it is. Yeah, you get a draw at home, which is never – you always want to win at home. But the fact that we had so many of our – we had all of our DPs out, um, and we had a couple teenagers that were playing. So I, you, you kind of sort of got to be happy with the, the point we got at home. Um, the back line continues to be absolute crap without Miles Robinson. Almost looks like a lost puppy. I'm not sure how long Miles Robinson is going to be out with that hamstring. Uh, but that back line looks – completely lost without Miles Robinson back there. I know we were all excited about Goose's performance against LAFC, uh, but this dude is washed up, man. It's it, it's his last season as a starting goalkeeper for Atlanta United. Proved it last night, made a couple blunders. Um, he, he has those performances where he can pull it out of his butt like he did against the LAFC game. He has times where he can do stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, overall, looking at the whole body of work this year for Goose, he, the dude's washed, man. It's, it's, it's got to be his last season as our uh, as our starting goalkeeper. Uh, Machop Chol had some good runs last night. That was positive to see. In the first five minutes of him getting subbed on, you know, kind of went straight at goal. He got a uh, really threatening free kick that 
If we would have had Almada playing last night, I think Almada would have buried one. Brooks Lennon almost buried one early in the first half. Uh, but Machop Chol looked good last night. Like I said, Brooks Lennon, he was my man of the match last night. He looked he looked amazing. Um, stats last night, shots were 12-3 Atlanta. Shots on target were 5-3 Atlanta. Possession was 59-41 Atlanta. Key passes were 10-3 Atlanta. And expected goals were 0.9 to 0.72 in favor of NYCFC. Uh, so neither team had an expected goal. Neither team had an expected goal, yet both teams scored two goals, which was kind of weird last night. So you take the point, and you run away with it. You saw what the roster was. You saw what the sheet was last night. Uh, you got a quick turnaround. You're heading up to New York for a match with the Red Bulls this weekend. So hopefully we have some of our uh, some of our more senior players ready and healthy for that match. Right. Well, hopefully we can get that taken care of. And then what? how many matches is that now that we've we've gone unbeaten in a row? Uh, I believe that's 11 that's or insane. eight, something like that. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Absolutely insane. So that's coming up on uh, Saturday, you said? Yes. Or Sunday? Saturday evening. I believe, that, I believe that's a Saturday evening kickoff. Um, uh, yes, 24th. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, Bryce. Uh, Friday, we did not get into it because uh, you had no voice. Um, so, yeah. Um, missed our Bremen preview. So let's do that, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, all right. So last year, Bremen had a five and six record. Probably not something that I think Davis Russell, Brewster Russell and, and company would say, you know, super happy about. But it was their first their first year in AAA. And man, they had a tough, tough trip in AAA. Um, it, it is what it is. So um, here's the good news. Right. Uh, majority of their com- contributors are back this year they were young like young most of their starters were either sophomores or juniors last year so all of them are pretty much coming back Aiden Price was a sophomore last year he's their quarterback he will be back this year he's a junior um, so that's that's going to be incredibly helpful um, probably I think it looks looking at this it's their worst offensive output in in the Davis in the Rooster Russell era over in Bremen, but it was also one of the strongest defensive um, outputs last year. So, as I mentioned, it was their first trip in, in AAA, and this will be year two in it. And most of the starters and contributors are back, you know, so that's going to be incredibly helpful. Um, they do have their roster or their. Their schedule this year is insanely awesome. Like, as far as just banger, 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 banger every single week. It's just something every single week for them. They begin the year at home against Hurt County, Bryce, which will be there. That's a pretty good matchup. Um, yeah. Uh, then they go on the road for a rivalry game at Harrelson County. Uh, then they're back on the road the next week for another rivalry ro- game at Bowden. Yeah, I know that. I know that Bowden game. Bremen's going to be uh, jazzed up to try to get some revenge after last year's game. Yeah. Then they're um, they have the bye week, and then they begin region play. So they have Gordon Lee at home at Ridgeland, Ringgold at home at Lafayette, and they have the bye week in Octo- uh, October 13th 
and then they do their final push. Uh, Cahola Creek at home, Adairsville on the road, and then LFO on the road. So who who's right that, now predicted to be the toast of that that region right there? Is it, is it Adairsville? Is, who who were people? Yeah, I think Adairsville. That's what, that's what I was um, thinking. People are predicting them to, to win that region. And I'm sure we could talk with the, uh, the Northwest Georgia guys. Bingo. That, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. That, and, and honestly, Rooster was happy to to move to that region as opposed to the region that they faced off in in um, the playoffs. I don't know if you remember this, Bryce, but the, the region they, they faced off in in the playoffs, three of the four members in that in that region were top ten actually top five yeah that region was stupid nuts like they they were insane good man it was uh it, yeah it was no matter who you matched up with with that region in the playoffs you were getting a top top 10 top five opponent in the entire state that was insane yeah so it's it's going to be really interesting to see i think i think bremen's going to be better this year um like i like i mentioned um rooster seems energized i don't know if you know we've talked with Seabass, I've seen Rooster on social media. He seems a little bit more energized right now. Um, like he's just, he's a kid in the candy store, man. So I'm kind of pumped to see how this is going to go. I think they're going to have a better year than they did last year. And uh, get get out of that, maybe get out of that four seed and get a little bit higher into the, into the region standings this year. Yeah, I'm with you on Rooster being juiced, man. We talked to him during football season. And he was really juiced about... You know, all the talent he had coming back. He honestly said the next probably three to four years for Bremen should be really good with the amount of young talent they have on the team now, the amount of young talent that's coming through. Um, and I think he, I believe he was saying that when the reclassification happens next year, they will be moving out of 3A. Um, so yeah, They'll be back, probably back down to single A or double A. That's, that's what he said. Okay. He said they think he thinks they're going to be back down to single A. Um, so he said this year is going to be a nice kind of prepper for the next three to four years with all the talent they got coming in, moving back down to single A. I'm, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head who, who these teams have, have coming back that are in their region. I know Adairsville is probably the toast of this region. Um, I, I don't remember. I think Gordon Lee has some good players coming back, and so does Kahula Creek. Uh, Lafayette, Ringgold, Ridgeland, and LFO, I, I am drawing a complete blank on as far as what they have coming back. Um, Can you go to uh, Northwest Georgia's ranking, preseason ranking? Uh, yeah, that's what I was trying to find it. Um, whoops, I clicked on the wrong thing. That's not what I wanted to do. Uh, I was trying to go through their Twitter feed and, and see if they had their um, their rankings up there or on their website. And it's um, it's moving at a snail's pace right now. But I, I don't see I don't see a reason why uh, you know Blue Devil fans out there in Bremen couldn't wish for a, a first round home game. I don't think I don't think a second seed in that region is is out of the grasp uh, of Bremen. Um, I, I think that is a I think that's a very likely possibility, and I think that's something that all Bremen fans should be able to look forward to. I think a third I think a three seed is is definitely doable, um, but I, I think a two seed is is sort of the season or sort of the ceiling for Bremen this year. I don't think they're as good as a Daresville. Um, but I think they're good enough to get a uh, first-round playoff matchup out there in Bremen, which would be awesome. Yeah, I, I think they're going to have a much better year than they did last year. Um, so it, it'll be it'll be fun to see because um, I'm going to go back and look at the scores they had last year. Um, 
So they beat Gordon Lee 14 to 7 last year. Uh, beat Ridgeland 37 to 6. Lost to Ringgold on the road 35 14. Uh, beat Lafayette 41 14. Lost to Cola Creek on that squeaker that yeah, I think. Yeah, I remember that they, game. Yeah, that was that was tough on them. Um, then only lost to Daresville 14 to 7. And then. Uh, beat LFO 41 to seven. So, um, and then they had to go on the road in the first round of the playoffs and face Cedar Grove. That's uh, yeah. Cedar Grove that had an essentially an NFL roster on their team. Yeah. So I think, I think this year is going to be a much better year. I think they could probably, there's seven, there's seven region games. I'd say they get five, you know, it, at least five this year. I think as five, to four. I like five and two. I, I like five and two. I think you drop that game at Adairsville because you're up at Adairsville. Um, and, and then the only other one, I think that one maybe at Ridgeland might pop up and pop you in the mouth. Um, but yeah, I, I think five and two is likely. You know, last year I picked Mount Zion as uh, as my surprise team in the area to yeah. to not take lightly. Uh, and they were that team until they got, I mean, just killed with injury. It was crazy. Um, I think Bremen's going to be my, my surprise team this year. I think I'm going to hang my hat with Bremen this year and uh, say they're going to be uh, an overachieving team, if you will, this year for uh, for the teams that we covered. So, um, okay. yeah, I'm looking forward to what Bremen rolls out there this year. A lot of young talent. Bruce Russell seems juiced, and I think five, yeah, I think five and two in the region is likely. I agree with you, Billy, and I think they're I think they're good enough for a two seed and a home playoff game in the first round of the playoffs. All right, Bryce, let's hit the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Blue Jays uh, beat the Marlins six to three. Mets fall to the Astros ten to eight. So honestly, thank you, Blue Jays and and Astros. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks guys. Um, cards fall to the Nats though three to nothing. Um, that Cards team is garbage. They're gar- garbage. That's one of the worst Cards teams I've seen. I don't know in recent memory. I've I don't ever feel like the Cardinals have a terrible terrible team, but they are awful this year. They are terrible this year. Uh, moving on to the Smith's four coverings games and events calendar tonight. Uh, obviously, the Hawks of the NBA draft tonight, uh, picking at number 15. Um, who's got uh, San Antonio's got the number one? Yeah, pick, right. They'll be drafting uh, that. Wemby. Weminyama. Yep. Binyana. Um, in the NL East tonight, D backs at Nats at 105, Pirates at Marlins at 705, and I think the Braves are. At the, um, at one oh five or 130. Sure. Right. You say so. I think. I don't remember. Uh, 105. I, I just know we're playing. Yep. I know we're playing this afternoon. That's all I know. Bryce Elder and Aaron Nola starting today. Yeah, they for the they pushed uh, AJ smith Shaver back to Friday. Um, That's up in, up in Cincy, right? Yeah. No, in yeah. Philly. Friday. No, Friday. Friday's in Cincy. Yes. Yeah, starts the three yes. games. Then. Which Cincinnati is ridiculously hot right now. <laughs> it's hotter. Holy it's crap. hotter up in Cincinnati than it is here. It's hotter in Ohio than it is here in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, temperature wise, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and I and I would argue the Great American Ballpark is one of the top five baseball ballparks in the entire United States. When we get to that, can we do an over under on home runs for the weekend for the Braves? Over. <laughs> over. <laughs> over especially with the heat especially with the heat and humidity up in ohio and that great american ballpark over i don't care what the the number is i'm making the over 
way that the Braves are hitting the ball right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. It'd be absolutely juiced. Uh, Billy, ready for another cup of coffee? Dude, I, I've needed one since we started. Let's hit it, man. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong and Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. The Grizzlies acquire Marcus Smart from the Celtics in a three-team deal involving Christoph Porzingis and Tyus Jones. See, this this was a new one, yes. right? Yes, correct. Like, I, <laughs> the original one fell through. Yeah, yep. and it fell through late last night, very, like right very before late. I went to bed. Yeah. So it was just, I was like, I, okay, Porzingis isn't going. And then, like, I wake up, and he's like, oh, he's going again. So... It's it's weird, man. This is we're getting into stupid season in the NBA. Yep, it's silly season in the NBA. Everybody's trading, everybody's moving around. Um, but yeah, Christoph Porzingis gets traded. Tyus Jones moves around. Marcus Smart moves around. So we'll see what the Hawks do tonight. Hopefully, we get some trades in, but we'll see. Uh, Chris Middleton declines his forty million dollar player option with the Bucks. Uh, this is a guy that I would love to see come to Atlanta. We have no cap room, so it is extremely impossible. Uh, for us to sign him right now with the amount of cap room we have. But I would love to see Chris Middleton come to Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, know, I, I, I would. I know he's been injured kind of a bit uh, since 2022. Uh, and he's a little older. He's like 32, I think. So, uh, you know, he's kind of long in the tooth. But he's he's a veteran that knows how to win. Sort of like Draymond Green. He, he's a veteran that's been there. He's done it. He's known, he's known how to win. You're not going to get the same production out of him that you would have gotten four five years ago but uh he's a he's a veteran that can come in and add some add some vet depth to our team that really didn't have a lot of vet depth um georgia commit dylan riola uh, i've nicknamed him dylan ravioli so that'll be his name from now on on the podcast dylan ravioli okay uh he's changing high schools he's heading up to the university of buford so uh shout out shout to, out to uh thea beasley End of the program. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She posted this Dylan Riola to Buford, June 9th. Holy crap. <laughs> it wow. officially became, happened yesterday. She's better than Rusty Manziel. <laughs> I know, man. Like, June 9th, literally, looking at her Facebook page. Because I remember her talking about it, and I'm like, I need to, I need to give her a little bit of props. So... June 9th. She, yeah, she called it early. That's crazy. So yeah. he's, he's transferred up to the University of Buford, which could possibly set up, Billy, a playoff matchup between the number one prospect in the 2024 class against the number one prospect in the 2026 class in the 7A Georgia football playoffs between Carrollton and the University of Buford with Juju Lewis and Dylan Ravioli. That would be insane I you mean, and i talked about this yesterday yeah that's like one of those games that espn would have to pick up yeah absolutely i mean that, that's an espn game right there you have two number one overall prospects in not back-to-back classes but pretty close uh playing each other especially if it's a if it's a final um yeah that's that's a massive game massive massive game so i'm excited to see what dylan ravioli does up in buford um i, I kind of get on my high horse here i know a bunch of georgia fans are excited that a, he's coming to Georgia, and B, he committed to Georgia. Guys, stop, stop putting so much clout and I don't know emphasis on recruiting. It doesn't matter anymore. Recruiting doesn't matter. It does not matter anymore with the with the transfer portal and everything. The way players transfer from one college to another, I, I have completely zoned out and tuned out recruiting. 
um, for big colleges like that. Now, you know, smaller colleges, yeah, it's a little bit different, but like Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, big colleges like that, man, it, it's sad because recruiting just doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. Like, you can go out. See, and- I, I'm the complete opposite. I think it recruiting matters even more at those big colleges that the they only add like a player or two here and there. It's not like it's going to be like Colorado who's adding butt ton of players um, to try to add to their to their roster from the from the transfer portal. But you'll see Georgia add a player here or Ohio State add a player there. It's not like it's going to be we're adding seven or eight players. Um, to the roster from from the transfer portal. That's why recruiting matters because they've already got a stacked roster. Doesn't matter because because of recruiting doesn't matter. It doesn't matter with the amount of kids that transfer out now. It doesn't. It who cares? Like you see these kids transfer high schools, they're going to transfer colleges. Like it just doesn't. I, I don't know. I have completely. It's a bad take I've, by you. It, I've completely. It's a bad take by you. Do what? That's a bad take by you. It is. No, no it's, it's it's true. It's it's. I mean, you see everybody transfer around. Like it, recruiting does not matter anymore. It's. I. It's. It doesn't. It doesn't. With the with the transfer portal, it doesn't matter. If you want a kid no. from Duke, go get him. Doesn't matter that he's at Duke. Doesn't matter that he didn't didn't commit to you. It doesn't. It doesn't matter anymore. What's that? Bug just fell from my ceiling. I don't know where it went. Uh, Billy, and today in 1990, the MLB Atlanta Braves replaced their manager Russ Nixon. With uh, by Bobby Bobby Cox, he was Who? The, he, Bobby Cox. He was the GM at the time. I don't. Why the hell would you get your That's GM weird. to coach? That's weird. Uh, that probably That's wasn't weird. very successful. No. That uh started a long tenure. And uh, have you heard how Bobby Cox is doing health wise? Mm-hmm. He's he has his moments. Where it's bad, but he's, still he's relatively healthy. That's good. He's still kicking up. That's good to see from former GM of the Braves, Bobby Cox. I like to hear that. Do you got anything else yeah. to add today, Billy? Best manager in Braves history. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no question about that. I mean, there's a reason there's a statue of him leaning against the rail out front of TP. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how good. If any, everybody listening to this podcast knows how good Bobby Cox is, but. If anybody doesn't know how good Bobby Cox was, I, I I don't remember numbers, but Bobby Cox is one of the numbers I'll always He's number six. And I don't I don't remember numbers from even some of the greatest players of all time. Even some of my favorite players of all time. I don't remember their number. I'll always remember Bobby Cox's number. Yep. Do you got anything else, man? Smolty's number. Smolty's 29. Yeah, 29. Rock Lab. Ooh, 42? 47. 47, okay. That's close. Uh, about Maddox. 32? 31. 31. Close. Chip? Uh, Chip was 10. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, if you don't remember Chip. Yeah. Well, I, I remember <laughs> Chipper because that's Bra- Braxton has always been 10 and has had crazy training as his walk-up. So. And okay, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. Plus plus Chip. Yeah, Chip and, Chip and Smoltz. That's a, those are two that stand out. Uh, but for, uh, for Billy Lindahl, I'm Bryce Sparling. We will see you tomorrow morning on a Friday on TM5, same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake him! Shake your neighbor!